Yo, what's good? Welcome back to Health Hacks. This is episode number 75. And today I would like to answer the question, how long should I rest between workouts? Well, it depends entirely on your goal and what you're trying to accomplish. But, and, and before I get into those, um, the different goals and the different answers I have of how much you should rest depending on your goals, let's first define what a workout is and what rest is. So a workout doesn't just have to be you going to the gym and putting in an hour or two hours. A workout can be you exercising outside of the gym, such as jogging. Going for a walk can be a workout. Going for a bike ride can be a workout. Or it can also be recovery. So again, what is rest? Is rest you sitting on the couch watching TV all day? That could be rest. If you walk to the grocery store, is that still a rest day or does that count as exercise? I would still say it's a rest day. What if you just do a light jog, jog for 10 minutes? Does that count as rest because it's extremely little? It's basically recovery or does it count as a workout? What about if you just go on a hike? Hike usually aren't that intense. You're just walking uphill. Now, does that count as a workout? Does that count as rest? So basically, I want you to get out of the binary thinking that your activities either fall down under workout or they either fall down under rest. There's a huge spectrum of how intense of exercise and physical activity that you perform. And also there's a huge spectrum of what exactly rest is. Now, a lot of people... A lot of fitness trainers don't like the word or the idea of rest day. Instead, they call it recovery day because rest day makes it seem like you just sit on the couch or sleep in all day and do nothing, while recovery day implies that you're actively recovering. So you are getting massages, taking ice baths, you are taking short walks, you're doing just a bit of exercise, not, nothing too intense, but you're still moving around. Maybe you play uh, bowling, because that's not an intense sport. Or you do other forms of light physical activity. So really get out of the mindset that an activity is either a workout or it's either rest. It's like Get out of the mindset that you either go full on 100% intensity or you do nothing and sit on the couch. You can definitely just you can definitely relax, but you can also definitely do some light exercises and things that if you play ping pong or table tennis, or if you play bowling, or if you play pool, or maybe if you just go to an actual swimming pool. By pool, I mean billiard. But maybe you can go to a swimming pool and just chill. Maybe you're not doing laps. Maybe you're just in the water. Maybe you're not hot tub or just taking a, a hike but that's not that intense so all of those activities can be counted as recovery and if you're completely new to fitness then yes those activities can be counted as a workout but those can also be counted as recovery and getting to the answer when people say i have no rest day i work out every day it is not physically possible for you to go to 100 percent every single day 
working on the same muscle groups because your muscles do need time to recover. But when people say, I take no days off, I work out every day, what they mean is some days they work extremely intensely, other days they work, work out more lightly. And in the days they work out more lightly, they are not really pushing themselves, they're not going to the limit, they're just doing what's relatively easy for them. So even if they say they jog six miles or that's like eight kilometers on the rest day to you that might seem like to you that might seem like an insane distance and oh my god that must be an exhausting workout how do they do it every day well to them it might actually be light because if on the workout days on the intense days they run a marathon then six or seven miles is minuscule truly small and to them it's not that intense and also they might even walk part of it so i'm sure they're not exhausting themselves completely up to the limit so you should divide your days some days you should work out intensely and some days you should recover and rest but know that in the rest of recovery first of all think of it more as a recovery day more than a rest day because even though it's basically synonymous it's the same thing the word rest, we tend to think of as being lazy and doing nothing. While recovery, we just think about it as light exercise that you are still doing physical activity, but it's not the intense, you're not pushing yourself, you're just doing exercise because it feels good and it actually pumps more blood into your circulation and speeds up recovery. A quick note about overtraining. Overtraining is definitely real, it's not a myth. However, 99 times out of 100, people who are overtrained are actually not overtrained. They are under-recovered because overtraining makes it seem like it sounds like you're working too hard. But you should also work hard to recover. Now, it may not seem like hard work, but you still have to do a lot of the right things you have to do a lot of necessary things that might not be comfortable and might not be that convenient but if you do those then your recovery will be better and you have the ability to have a better workout later on so things you can do to improve your recovery is taking cold showers or taking ice baths as i said many times i actually take alternating showers where i start with hot then go to cold for a minute then back to hot water, then back to cold for a minute. And I keep doing that till I, I'm done with my shower. I do that three or four times max. So that's a really great way to recover. And even though it might not seem comfortable, it's actually not that bad. It actually really energizes you after you get out of the shower. So I highly recommend it. Also, ice baths. Yes, they suck. They're awful. I've only done it like very few times. But they're amazing and they do help you recover a lot. Sleep. Sleep more. It's It seems easy, it seems simple, but especially if you get good deep sleep, which you can do by being in a dark room, being in a comfortable bed, lying on your back, just having really good sleep, um, not, not having any noises, and not being too stimulated before you go to bed, so like no electronics an hour before. If you get really good deep sleep, then that will speed up your recovery a lot. Also, if you eat the right, the right foods, you will 
be more recovered. Instead of eating junk, eat those vegetables, eat protein, eat everything that you know you should be doing to speed up your recovery. So when people say that you should you shouldn't overtrain or you shouldn't train too much. Yes, that's true, but think about don't think about it as you're training too much. Think about it as you're not putting enough time recovering and rejuvenating and getting back to your prime self. So this is a few language things, a few words that if you change them, it will change the definition in your mind. Even though overtraining and under-recovering is synonymous, even though recovery day and rest day is synonymous, if it's better for you to start thinking about your rest day's recovery day because that will change your mindset of, oh, this day, it's not a day where I do nothing. It's just a day I'm not pushing myself to exhaustion. And when I re- and that's true only for the recovery or rest day. And for overtraining or under-recovery, don't say like, oh, I'm training too hard or I'm putting too many hours. Think about it. Oh, I'm not putting enough time in my recovery. I'm not putting, the, I'm not putting enough time in making sure I am healing my body. Okay, so now that we covered all that, to answer the question, how many, um, how long should you wait before you walk out? Or how many rest days should you have? How long should you rest before you walk out? That's the question. So if you are bodybuilding and you are training a particular body part, it is recommended that you rest 24 to 48 hours. So, or maybe even 72 hours. But that is of that particular body part. So if you're walking chest and triceps, then the next day you can walk biceps and back because you're working out different muscle groups. Or some people have uh, that. That's the split I'm doing right now. By the way, I'm doing um, abs and shoulders. Then I have the, on one day. Then the next day, 24 hours later, I do chest and triceps. Then I do back and biceps. Then I take a rest day. Then I do legs. After legs, I do chest and triceps again. Then back and biceps. Then another rest. Then back to shoulders and abs. That's my split right now. But I also did an upper body and lower body split. Um, but r- right now I walk out like six days a week. But when I did the upper body and lower body, I walked out four days a week. So I would do upper body, then lower body, then rest. Then upper body, then lower body, then rest. So if you notice in both splits, I would have almost or at least 72 hours or three whole days to recover, which is plenty of time. Some people do full body workouts, and for that, if you do that, I recommend you do uh, you work out for three days a week, which gives you forty eight hours to recover. So if you do a full body workout, and then you rest the next day, then you do a full body workout, rest the next day. So you keep on alternating, you keep on alternating between rest and recovery days and full body workout. So in all splits, in all three scenarios, your body rests at least. 48 hours, um, you, you let your muscle groups rest at least 48 hours and allows you to recover. Now, if you want to, some people say they jog every day, but for you to increase your distance and for you to keep progressing and achieve your goal, then you can't 
run your max every single day. I mean, some people do for a period of like, there's a reason why um, people who run a marathon every single day, they get famous and they are super athletes because that's not something that your body should be capable of doing. And by the way, people who are running marathons every single day, they have the, if, if they were to push to the max, they will they would run an auto marathon or two marathons one day and then rest for the next couple of days and then run two more marathons the day after or a few days later. But what they're doing, people who you hear they run marathons every single day, that's like a normal person running five k five kilometers a day. Yes, it's possible. And it, it's actually not that exhausting for you. And for them, it might be, it's, yes, it's exhausting, but that's not the actual max. So, but if you were to run your actual max, it's not physically possible for your body to run your max every single day. You must take some recovery days and run slightly less. So if you're a runner, what my recommendation would be, and let's say your max is um, a marathon, right, so, which is um, 42 kilometers or 26 miles, if that's your max, then you can do that for one day. But then I would not recommend running another marathon for at least another week because your body needs to recover from that. But the day after you could have a rest day, but the day after that, you could run um, a fourth of a marathon. So like 10 kilometers or seven miles. And that would not be completely exhausting, but you'll still definitely get a good workout from doing that. So know that your body does need rest. It does need to recover. And the only way for you to work out and exercise every single day is to have some light days and some days where you're not pushing yourself to the max. And if you never have any exhausting days, then you can always have a light day. You can always have a recovery day. You can always have a day where you are working out a bit and uh, and everything's relative to yourself of how intensely you're working out. So and and if you work out just a bit and work out and work out not that intensely, you can do it every single day. But if you ever see somebody who you think they are working out extremely intensely, just know that maybe to them, maybe to you it's extremely intense, but to them they're actually not working out to the max because if they people who actually do, they actually burn out and they can sustain it and then they have to sit out for, or maybe they get injured because their body just doesn't have enough time to recover. And if and then that causes them to sit out for a couple of weeks because they physically can't move anymore. And you don't want that to be you. Don't let yourself get to that point. But for the most of you, you shouldn't worry about working out too much or working out too hard. Just know that for maximal growth, you should let your body recover 48 hours, which is two days, for whatever muscle groups, whether it's running, whether it's chest and triceps, for whatever muscle groups you're working on. But in your recovery and rest days, don't just sit around do nothing. Actively recover. So even if you maybe just lift some light dumbbells and do like a light workout, you can do that if you, you can hit the same muscle groups if the next day you do it super lightly. So even if you did a super intense chest workout, the next day you can do just a few push-ups. Not too many where you're exhausted, but just to get your blood 
to that area and moving again. Okay. I hope that answered the question successfully. Thanks for listening.